Welcome to the Catholic Teachers Lounge, the only podcast by Catholic school teachers for Catholic school teachers. Thank you to Loyola Press for sponsoring us and for you, the teachers, for doing what you do every day. We are so grateful to collaborate with you. Jill. Hi, Colleen. Hi. How are you today? I'm good. Good. I've got a trying to figure out how to how to pose this as a question for no. you. Um, can you think of an example? of a time when you or someone close to you, it doesn't have to, to be yourself, but you or someone close to you failed at something, was really disappointed in the moment, and then learned from it. And then in retrospect, you're like, oh, that failure was actually a good thing because this happened as a result of it. Can you think mm-hmm. of an example of that for yourself or someone who's near to you? Mm-hmm. I went to, um, Uh, okay. So I was in high school and I was, um, applying to colleges and I, um, was off doing scholarship competitions. So if you're nerdy, you go off and you try to, um, try to win like academic scholarships with these giant competitions with like the smartest kids in the state. Right. And I was not prepared and I bombed an interview. They were asking me things that like someone should have prepped me on. I probably should have cared about. And I completely bombed. And there was a lot at stake there because I really uh, needed an academic scholarship. I needed scholarship to pay for college. So I remember just feeling devastated at what could I have done differently? And maybe we've all had that moment in job interviews and stuff. But for me, it was really hit me for the first time as an 18 year old kid trying to pay for college. So, I mean, I recovered, I ended up going to college. Clearly we ended up okay. Um, But I think that big moment of what felt like failure turned out okay for me because that wasn't where I should have gone to college. So it was okay. Uh Aha. Okay, good, good. I was, you know, I was recently on a college visit with um, one of my sons. And as we were touring the college campus, we were going in and out of these buildings and it's a, it's an aeronautical university. And so there are all of these different examples of aircraft and things mm-hmm. that didn't work that, you know, failed for some reason. And they have oh. them on display all over the campus. And as mm-hmm. you know, we're taking the tour around the campus, you know, it becomes a point of conversation. It's, Oh, well, this one failed because blah, blah, blah. And because mm-hmm. of that failure, this is what we learned. And then we were able to do all of these other great things. Like there's mm-hmm. this huge, you know, replica of the, the, you know, the Wright brothers playing there. It's like, Oh, because they failed so many times. Thank God they failed so many times because then, you know, there's this growth out of it. So I'm, I'm a big proponent of embracing failure yes. as a, as a point for growth. Thank goodness. Although, so yes, Colleen, although I'm not good at failure, I'm sorry to interrupt you. We didn't even get to the topic yet, <laughs> but I'm not good at failure. Like some I know people bounce back and they're that. resilient, yeah. but those, yeah. Like teachers That's aren't great at you. failure. We want to, uh, I'm just speaking on behalf of all people everywhere. Like if you're in charge of a classroom. It's really hard to fail at things. I'm just throwing that out there. It's hard to fail at things. It, it is. Okay. So, so that leads us into the, the idea for today, which is given, given to us from uh, Trisha Richardson, who's a kindergarten teacher. She's also taught third and fourth grades, always with the littles. And she's from St. Mary's school in Alexandria, Kentucky. Okay. And Mm -hmm. she said she was watching a student deal with a frustrating situation on the playground. This is a little uh, kindergartner. And she said she knew it was the right time to teach this lesson that came next. She said they came in from recess and they all sat on the carpet, including herself. And she told the students that sometimes she feels frustrated and sometimes she can't 
fix her son's bike. And sometimes she can't get the remote control to work and uh, get all of these different examples. And she gave them the word. I feel frustrated when that happens. And it's important to give them that word because then, mm-hmm. then they can put the word to the emotion. So th- then she went around the circle and everyone had to share a moment when they experienced frustration, when they couldn't do something and they experienced frustration. Mm-hmm. And it was very important to do that. In fact, she allowed the person who was out on the playground having the having the struggle. She let her go first so that she could un- unload it, get mm-hmm. it out there, and then she could listen to everybody else. So this that. was this was a, a I think this is a great lesson. And it it's I love when we do this with small children and start to give them the language around mm-hmm. their emotions so that they can start to develop coping me- mechanisms mm-hmm. as young as possible to just be able to sit with your friends, to be mindful in a moment together like that. And, and to be able to benefit from it, um, the teacher and the students together and, and have a moment there's mindfulness there. There's modeling from the teacher. There's putting words to emotions. There's normalizing, challenging emotions. Mm -hmm. There's embracing failure. What do you think? Uh, Well, just, I'm thinking back, just the difference between frustration and anger is really important because it's okay. It's okay to have all these emotions, but frustration means like a discontent with the outcome of something, or, you know, Mm -hmm. there's something kind of there's a good probably reason for your frustration and to be able to talk about that and probably anger too, but to try to normalize that there's a wider range of emotions is really important, especially, especially with young kids. Cause then they, you're right. They normalize it and we want them to sit in frustration. So when you're talking about planes and like big, big things that could fail, imagine yeah. I was with a group of teachers actually last week. And they were trying something new and taking risks in classrooms. And we were talking about how long do you sit with something before you give up on it? And I think it was Mm. a Malcolm Gladwell book. I don't remember what it was, but where he talked about like the average person gives up on a math problem in like 90 seconds. It's, I mean, it's super fast. They did, you know, the research shows you don't sit with a problem for very long. This is getting worse over time, but that feeling of frustration means you want to do something about it right? Like there's something you want to do with that emotion. And if you can talk it out and figure out why you're frustrated or why you're angry or why you're sad, you can probably solve and shift like how you're feeling about it. But that emotion is trying to teach us something about, about ourselves, about our lives. And so the complexity there is huge because there's so many adults, including us, where there's certain emotions that trigger us that we're not real great at. And so I imagine you're doing kids a world of good by teaching them to have stamina and those emotions and try to learn something from it. So that's, I don't know, that's, I was kind of on a soapbox there, but that's, that's what I was thinking about. No, you're good. So do you know the book, Miss Spider's School? No. Miss Should Spider's I? School? I don't know. So this teacher, Trisha Richardson, she said she used this book. Now I've not been in a a classroom. You know, I never taught anything younger than sixth grade. (laughs) So the books that were in my classrooms were not books like this. And I did not have that book for my kids. So that's a new one. Little Miss, Little Miss Spider is the series. And, um, okay. Yeah. I've read some of these. My kids have had some of these. I don't know the character. Well, like she's not a household name. Okay. But I think our audience is going to know these. I've read them. Okay. So she used this book after they had the conversation about the frustrating moment, everybody mm-hmm. gets to share. They read this book and then they were able to talk about the things that they do well. And they created a class book, 
about the things that they do well. So, and this is, I, again, I am a, I'm, I'm big on people knowing their limitations. We are all not good at everything that we want to be good at. And we are all not right. good at everything. And it's really important for people to recognize what their strengths are. And so I love this lesson. First of all, you know, as I, as I talked about earlier, coping skills for, for children around emotion, but also helping kids to focus on what their gifts are, because the, the sooner we learn what our gifts are and what we bring to the table, we can start using them. And, and right. also acknowledging that it's okay to have limitations and to not be good at everything and to right. know that there's somebody else in the room that can fill that gap for you. And circling back to how we started this conversation is I have no problem watching other people fail. Like I don't hold it against them. Like people are flawed. Yeah. Like it doesn't even bother yep. me if someone makes a mistake, right? It bugs me about myself when that happens to me. And the same is probably true when someone else gets frustrated, it doesn't bother me. But when I get frustrated, I get impatient with myself. So I think we're teaching some great skills in these classrooms. So that's a great, great idea. Oh, the bell. Conversations go so fast. So that is the bell and we do need to head back to class. So there are always more ideas than time to celebrate them, but we are certainly going to do our best to try because we drop episodes three days per week throughout the school year. So send us your ideas and share the love with your fellow teachers. Go to catholicteacherslounge.com to share. The Catholic Teachers Lounge is your haven of hope to exchange ideas and affirm your efforts. We'll see you next time.